This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and one of my favorite things to do with this program, to introduce you to an organization in our community that's doing phenomenal, amazing work. And in all the years that I've done this show, I cannot believe that I have not had our guest on the show ever before. And I've been doing this show now for more than 25 years, but today for the very first time, we welcome Cliff Kenzie. He is the co-founder of the Children's Restoration Network. And I'm going to stop right there and say, Cliff, what took you so long to get here? (laughs) Well, I didn't realize that I could just show up here and get interviewed. So I was really thrilled and and honored when I got a request to come down, and and it's really great to be here. Thank you very much. Well, it's real easy to be a guest on Perspectives when you're doing great work in the community. Tell us about the Children's Restoration Network, and you've been doing this for a couple of decades now. Yes, we are on the cusp of celebrating our 25 years of service to Metro Atlanta's homeless children and homeless women with kids. Um, We work with over 3,000 kids in shelters and group homes on any given night right here in the 19 Metro Atlanta County area. And during the course of a year, we will help over 6,500 kids. What was going on in your head and in your heart almost 25 years ago when you said, there's a need in the community and we're going to do something about it? Well, (laughs) it's an interesting story. Um, me and a friend of mine had read a little blurb in the newspaper about a shelter housing homeless women and kids, and they asked for coats and blankets. Um, we asked our friends, hey, give us your coats and blankets. We ended up taking it down to a shelter, and when we got there, we were really blown away by what we saw. The place was filthy. Um, It was a huge room that had 50 bunk beds in it, and it was home sweet home for 100 women and kids. And if you happened to kick a piece of paper on the floor, roaches would scatter. Um, Really, it was an awful place, but it was better than spending the night on the street with your child. Um, So we went back, told our friends, wow, you're not going to believe this place we just went to. Um, We called the lady that was running it and said, hey, can we come down and paint the place, clean it up a little bit? Um, And she was like, of course. So we got a group to to go down. We painted the place, cleaned it up um, so that the people living there could live there with a little pride. Um, We asked, what do these people eat? And they said, well, if they're lucky, we give them a brown paper bag. Um, And so we said, hey, can we come down and do a meal? And the lady was like, of course. So we asked our friends, hey, we're going to go down and, and do a meal for about 100 women and kids. And we did. And that was the first time we really got to see the people that live there. Um, For me personally, I will never forget seeing a lady that had a a big shiner on her eye. Her arm was in a cast and she had three kids with her that were probably all under the age of five. I'm confident the lady probably did not have a a dollar in her pocket. And here are these three precious kids looking to her for every need they had. And so as we begun to do more and more regular things down there, our circle of volunteers grew. Uh, We never envisioned at the time, 25 years later, that we would be such a force. So really, it's uh, heads off to the people of Metro Atlanta that get involved, they hear about a need. Um, Really, everything we do is heavily dependent upon our great volunteers and and corporate supporters. And of course, doing interviews like this will certainly help. uh, Because a lot of people, when they first hear about the number of homeless children right here in Metro Atlanta, 
they're blown away. They, they think that there's only large populations of homeless kids in third world countries or, or L.A. or New York City. And, and, you know, they're really shocked to hear that there's so many kids right here in Metro Atlanta. And for those that don't know, when I say group home, a group home is a modern-day word for an orphanage. Mm. Um, if these kids had family to take them, parents that could still live with them, they would not be living in a group home. A lot of the kids that we work with will spend a lot of their childhood in that group home until they become 18 or if they're in high school, they can stay there while they're in high school. But uh, it's a huge problem right here in Metro Atlanta. And unfortunately, each and every year, uh, the number of children that we work with seems to go up. Yeah, that's not good. No, that's it's not good at all. And quite frankly, these kids are in this situation um, through no fault of their own. Um, and there are many, many reasons why these kids end up in shelters and group homes that might be that one day mom and dad went to work got in a car crash and didn't come home there was nobody to take them it might be that they were abused i mean often when you watch the news and you hear about uh, child abuse severe child abuse and things like that um, unless these kids have family members that are willing to take them they often end up in these group homes cliff talk to us about some of the services and the scope of service that your organization provides to these these kids in these group homes and these shelters and, and the moms who need your support as well. Yeah, well, we feel like now that the kids are safe, living in these shelters and group homes, they're not on the streets anymore, they're not being abused anymore, um, we feel like one of the first things every child needs to do is finish high school. So a lot of what we do is educationally based. Um, we have an umbrella program called Head Smart, and... Uh, you know, HeadSmart consists of our back-to-school campaign that we're going to be talking about in a minute. Um, you know, if you can imagine 10 children living in one group home that have been through uh, a wide range of, of traumas uh, prior to getting put in that group home, and a group home might have one staff person there at a time to make sure the kids have food to eat, um, who's going to help the kids out with their homework? And so our project one-on-one program is where we take individual volunteers. We match them with kids in the group homes. And a lot of kids have been with the same tutor now for five, six, seven, eight years. Oh. And basically helping them out with their homework. Um, you know, you take 10 struggling kids, put them in one roof, no homework help. Um, you know, a lot of them were struggling academically already prior to getting in, put into that group home and then to put them there without any parents or individualized attention, um, it really goes a long way. You know, when you see a child that doesn't know how to add or multiply, um, finally get it and understand, and they're not counting on their fingers under the table anymore because, you know, they've been helped um, by a caring individual. You know, when I hear a child say that the only person that went to their high school graduation was their tutor, um, it means a lot. Wow. And I've tutored many kids myself over the years, and I stay in touch with a lot of them. Now they're productive adults. And, and really, it's just kind of letting the kids know that they're cared about. They're not forgotten about. People do love them. And uh, it's just a great program. So that's one of the ways that we help the kids out educationally. Um, for kids that want to go to college, technical, or trade school, we also have a program we call the New Hope Scholarship Program. Um, where we give high school seniors from these shelters and group homes a chance to go to college, technical, or trade school. I think this year we've had seven kids already graduate from their program. Some of them have gotten technical school degrees. Some of them have gotten their four-year degree. Some of them have gotten their two-year degree. 
one of the first young ladies that ever got one of our scholarships actually went on to get her master's degree. Um, she's working now for a global cosmetic company. I uh, stay, stay in communication with her through Facebook, and she is traveling the world. Um, You've got to be proud. Yeah. Got oh, to be yeah. proud. She, she's living a life I could only dream of and well-deserved life, I might add. Um, so really, it's, it's, you know, when you level the playing field for these kids and give them an equal opportunity to thrive, you know, they'll thrive like any other child. And that's what we try to do. And then, of course, lastly, is our back-to-school program. A lot of these kids will be starting school in a new school. Um, often when they end up going to a shelter or group home, they're plugged from their neighborhoods and community and sent somewhere where they don't know anybody. And the thought of walking in that first day of school empty-handed with nothing is very demoralizing. And so, you know, imagine walking in the first day to a new school because you've been abused or whatnot, and, and the teacher's like, and you're coming in here empty-handed, at, well, don't you care about your education? And have no idea what the child might have been through. So we want to make sure every child living in a metro Atlanta shelter or group home gets a new and filled book bag. Because, um, you know, it's it's really like Christmas time for these kids. When they get their new book bag, first thing they do is rip it open and start looking at all the different items we put in there and showing their friends um, and really, it's it's really like Christmas time for these kids because, after all, um, you know, who, where's the parents that's going to take them out shopping? No, I know not when, around. I know when I was a kid, it was like I couldn't wait to get a pack of NFL pencils. You know, for these kids, they're happy to get a pencil. Wow. And so last year, we had a record campaign. We passed out over 6,500 New Enfield book bags. Outstanding. Yes. Yeah, and it was great. And really, and actually, when we passed out the book bags, we have what we call a back-to-school day of readiness. Um, we have barbers and beauticians come out, give the kids free haircuts. Um, the highlight of the day, of course, is getting their new book bag, but we cook like thousands of chicken breasts and hot dogs and hamburgers. And, and really, it's a stress-free day of fun for them outside of their shelter or group home getting ready to go back to school. So walk us through the back-to-school program. I know part of this involves our Stuff the Bus campaign, which mm-hmm. is coming up on the 21st of July. Yep. Well, that is a great campaign. You know, we have the goal of filling up six school buses this year in one day. Um, and what a great program. You know, when we first uh, started this thing, it took us two days to fill up one bus. The next year here, it was so great and successful, and the community really came out and got behind it that that literally we're, we're going to fill up six school buses um, with the help of your listeners. You know, and the other thing I want to mention here is in addition to what is going on with Stuff the Bus right now, we have collection boxes, signs, flyers, and we are looking for companies, churches, social groups, civic groups that are willing to host a back-to-school drive. We have everything you need. We'll even have a volunteer bring you out your box. Um, So it's very easy if you've got two feet a floor space that we can put a collection box in. Oh, that's tiny. Yeah, yeah, we would love to do that. We would love to get as many boxes out as we can, um, whether it's even your neighborhood, um, wherever it is. If, if you've got a way to, to collect, um, we would love to hear from you and get you signed up. And then, of course, Stuff the Bus is great. Um, and then beyond that, Kroger is also making it very easy for people to donate new book bags and school supplies any Metro Atlanta Kroger is going to be collecting for us starting July 15th through July 28th. Um, and we really cannot do this without Kroger. So many people go to their local Kroger now 
um, drop-off book bags. They've started even selling prepackaged school supplies. That's it. Make it easy for us. Just, yes. okay, yes, I'll do this for this kid. Yeah, so you don't have to drive 20 miles or an hour in Atlanta traffic to, to make a donation. Maybe you, you're not in a position to host the collection, but, but you can donate a pack of pencils or a new book bag. Um, we would love to have that. You can go right to your local Kroger and do that. 6,600 new and filled book bags for these kids who are living in shelters and group homes. How does somebody contact you, Cliff Kinsey, if they would like to have a box? The best way they can contact us, they can call our office, 770-649-7117, or they can go to our website right there on the homepage. We've got a button that says volunteer or donate. Click that volunteer button, enter your email address, and we'll get in touch with you. Um, our website is childrn.org. That is children without the E.org. And in case you're just joining us, we're talking to Cliff Kenzie. He is the co-founder and the CEO of the Children's Restoration Network. We're really focused today on not only all the work they do for the homeless mothers and their children in the metropolitan metropolitan Atlanta area, of which there are extremely too many, but focusing today on their back-to-school campaign, which is comprised of many components, as Cliff has told us. There, You could host a back-to-school drive at your home, in your place of work, at your school, uh, at your church. There's the Stuff the Bus campaign with the radio stations here and Channel 2 working together on the 21st. And with all of 6,600 book bags, I bet you need some volunteers to help sort through all that material. <laughs> Literally, we need about 1,000 volunteers to make this campaign work. And some people come out and volunteer for a couple hours, and some volunteer daily for many hours. And, you know, we really could not do this without our great volunteers because um, they really are the lifeblood of the organization. So um, if you've got time to volunteer, please go to our website, click that volunteer tab, or just give us a call. And we'll give you the information right then when you call in. Um, but without a doubt, we cannot do it without volunteers. We need volunteers to help out with all the Kroger stores. We need volunteers to help unload cars for stuff the bus. We need volunteers to help sort and fill all the book bags that we are going to collect. And, of course, we need volunteers when we have our day readiness is what we call it, when we bring actually about 1,000 of the 3,000 kids that initially get book bags attend that event. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great way to get involved. And we've had people that have done this for years, and now they're – their kids have grown up, had families, and we've got a new generation of, of volunteers beginning, but it's never too late to, to volunteer. And often I feel like our volunteers get as much out of it as the people that we're working with because it just feels good. And we're talking about homeless kids. I mean, these kids have, have done nothing to deserve their situation. Quite frankly, they, they kind of lost the lottery in many regards. Yeah. You know, they've kind of lost the uh, parent lottery. Um but really, it's it's great. And then beyond beyond what we do for them educationally, you know, we feel like every child needs a childhood. At Christmas time, we actually get wish lists from all the kids, ask them what they'd like to get for Christmas. I mean, I've talked to kids that have have told me that December twenty fifth was the worst day of the year for them because they knew they weren't going to get anything. And they're sitting in school, hearing their friends talk about the new Xbox One they're getting or the family coming into town and all this stuff, and they're sitting there hoping nobody asks them what they're doing or what they're getting because the answer prior to us launching, we call it our 12 Days of Caring campaign, um, would be nothing. But we make sure all the kids have five or six personalized gifts to open December 25th. A lot of companies will call and say, hey, we can provide gifts for 10 children. We will actually match them with a, a group home that houses 10 children, 
and they're responsible for all the uh, kids' Christmas. Thanksgiving time, as I mentioned earlier, some places a, a brown bag lunch or a hot dog for lunch and dinner. We want to make sure, you know, if you're living in a, a shelter with your kids or even a battered women's shelter on Thanksgiving morning, you might not be thankful for a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we know food is good for your soul and good food. And so we we have a massive food drive in November um, where we want to fill up the food pantries with not only the traditional Thanksgiving meal, but we want to give some food that kids love to eat that the kids that we work with don't get a lot of. Um, yeah, and then during the year, we have what we call career workshops for the moms. If the mom's not working, how are they ever going to get out of the shelter? A lot of women are underemployed. Um, where they're not making enough to pay their rent and light bills and, and one little illness in the family sends them down the road of, of you know, getting behind on the rent or deciding, hey, am I going to feed my kids or pay my light bill? And, and I'm always amazed at the number of women we see in these shelters that have college degrees that are unable to be gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, it's a situation as easy as helping them set up a email address to even communicate with a potential employer we help them do resume building, interview skills, things like that. And we've had a lot of people come out of that and be able to get good jobs with 401ks and health insurance. And then, of course, when when families leave the shelter, often they're so happy to leave and, and want to get out of there so quick, they will end up sitting and sleeping on the floor of their new apartment. And so we help out with, with furnishings if people have uh, gently used clothing that's in good condition and furniture and stuff like that that – uh, they want to donate. We never sell any of that. It goes right to a uh, a family or even to a group home that needs to upgrade their their furnishings and beds and things like that. And then we also have uh, volunteer opportunities during the year. We've, we've got several groups this summer that have already went out and planted gardens at different places, and they're going to go back and teach the kids how to take care of the garden and then take them in the kitchen and, you know, teach them the whole thing from – from eating what you grow, how to, how to stop the bugs from eating your garden. And really, it's just a lot of different things like that. Some places will call and say, hey, you know, we need a couple rooms painted. And, of course, we'll buy some paint and send volunteers down there to brighten the place. So there's a lot of different ways people can help and get involved. And most important thing is just to get involved. Absolutely. Cliff, when you went into that shelter that first time, gosh, now almost 25 years ago, did you have any idea, any vision that your work was going to grow to the where it is now, such that it's, it's a full-time job for you. Yeah, never, never, never imagined it whatsoever. And actually what happened is one of our volunteers that had been helping us out for a while said, hey, my company would like to make a donation. And we're like, well, that's great. And she's like, well, we need some paperwork. And at the time, we were just a group of people volunteering. So I think uh, me and Jim paid the $20 to register, I think it was, with the Secretary of State. And out of that, Children's Restoration Network was born. Um, Never imagined uh, it would be such a force that it is today. Oh, brother, you're doing God's work. Listen, I I know that our audience understands what a shelter is. Mm -hmm. And we are very familiar with foster care. And you've talked with us about homeless children who are living in group homes. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a foster home and a group home? Is there any? Well, the, the difference I always say is Bill Gates could be a foster parent. And clearly, if a guy like Bill Gates is a foster parent, he doesn't need our help. And a group home is a home that somebody has opened up to kids that the state has taken away from their parents. 
um, for a wide range of reasons, whether it's alcohol abuse, child abuse to the kids, mental illness, um, whatever you can imagine, and uh, and has allowed typically group home might have six to ten children living there at one time. And often there's one person there while the kids are there, um, probably not making much more than minimum wage maybe, um, that's responsible to help the kids out. And so that's the main difference is a group home is kids under one roof that are unrelated and don't know anybody and, and foster care is more of when people take children into their home. And, and not that poor people can't be foster parents, but, uh, you know, it's um, it's a huge responsibility to take a child into your home. And and uh, we think it's great people do that, but our true heart and core is for the kids not living in a home of their own. The kids that we work with, you know, they're, they're pretty much all sharing bedrooms, bathrooms. There's not a lot of personal private space for them. Um, but all kids, all kids that are struggling and without a real family need help and support. And, and most importantly, they need to know that they're not forgotten about and that people do care about them and love them. And we just got to keep uh, keep making sure that they know that and that, and that really a lot of kids feel like nobody's going to find them, especially when they first get to the group home because they're taken away and they're their kids and they don't understand what's really going on to them. Um, so it's just important that people get involved. How rewarding is this work for you? Oh, I'm <laughs> really, I'm the luckiest guy I know. I feel so blessed um, to be able to spend my time working with amazing volunteers, amazing kids, um, really dynamite kids that, that are doing, you know, you, you think about kids that have every advantage in the world that don't kind of cut it. And then you think about kids that have every reason to not cut it. And when you give these kids opportunities and you see them thrive, not thrive, but just take off like a rocket and take charge of their life and shatter that vicious cycle of homelessness that a lot of kids live in. And really, it kind of starts with education. But once they're done with high school, now you're an adult, what are you going to do? And it's just really great to see these kids uh, take control of their life and be positioned for a, a healthy future and a prominent future. And you know, kids starting their own families and buying houses and, and things like that. It's um, it's really great. And and I'm never shocked because I hear it all the time. How many kids vow to come back and help kids that are now sleeping in the beds they used to occupy? All of them want to do that. They all understand and they know what's needed. So it's it's really a great example and, and testament when when kids that have truly shattered that vicious cycle that, that literally came from a, a trash bag with their clothes in it to be productive um, citizens that are giving back uh, at a high level. It, it's just really, really great. So we're in back-to-school season. You've got your huge back-to-school campaign mm-hmm. underway. Remind our listeners again of the three opportunities that, that are available to us all. Yep. You can host a collection. We've got collection boxes, signs, flyers, whatever you need. We'll have volunteers bring you out the box. Um, we try to make it very easy on you. Of course, you can come get it. We need volunteers for July 21st for a Stuff the Bus event. Um, we need volunteers to help unload cars. More importantly, we need people to, to show up, go out and buy some new book bags and, and school supplies and drive them down to one of the Stuff the Bus locations. You might even get on TV. You might even get on the radio. Um, but more importantly, um, some child's going to be very happy when they get those supplies. And then, of course, we need volunteers to help pick up the items we've collected. We need volunteers to help sort and stuff the book bags and then we also need volunteers to help with our day of readiness. Where we'll have about 1,000 kids show up to get those book bags and school supplies. Cliff Kinsey, what's that website? One more time for folks Child who want 
Yep, childrn.org, children without the e.org. And can I mention one more thing? Yes, you may. We are coming up on our 25th birthday celebration. It's going to be July 14th. It's going to be at the Hotel Avalon in Alpharetta. Um, it's a casino theme night, dance party, and really it's just going to be a great, great gathering of community and business leaders, core volunteers, and a lot of people, just regular people that want to come out and support the organization. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so that information is all on our website, but it's it's going to be a great uh, 25th celebration. And, and I can't thank the Atlanta community enough for rallying behind the work we're doing and making it all possible because we cannot do it without our great volunteers. And, of course, equally important is our donors. So thank you all. And we will see you as for Stuff the Bus on July 21st. Cliff Kenzie, the Children's Restoration Network, thank you so much for making such a difference, not only in this community, but also in the lives of these children. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.